Hello and welcome to Spooks and Spirits. We are a married couple who wanted to start a podcast where we can share our family ghost stories along with some cocktails in between. My name is Jessica, joined by my husband, Chris. Hi. I like that you just waved, like people can see you. It's very cute. Um, We are a married couple living in Brooklyn. I am a marketing manager for a commercial finance company. Not all that exciting. I'm also a yoga teacher part-time. Uh, like I said, we live in Brooklyn. We have two kids, a 12-year-old and a six-month-old. Both are in bed right now, so we chose this time to do our beta version of this podcast. Hopefully, it's successful. Uh, Chris and I have been married for two years, a little over two years, and I always tell people the thing that attracted me most to him was his ability to tell stories. He's very good at telling stories and engaging people. He's also really good at just talking to people in general, but I always admired how he had this gift for weaving a story for you. Um, and I personally love ghost stories and I love drinking. So we decided to try putting together a podcast that combined all those things. And um, Chris, you care to tell the people a little bit about yourself? Um, my name's Chris. Yeah, that's that, good. That's all I got. No, um, <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, and what are you drinking? Oh, uh, well. I've been drinking a lot today, well, for a couple of reasons. Um, <laughs> you know, we're in this quarantine right now, so I start earlier than normal, as we all do. <laughs> Secondly, um, our nice cover art for the podcast, I took that picture, even mm. though Jess said I, I knew you couldn't do it. So I gave you five minutes, a minute and a half in, you decided to talk about your your art (laughs) yes it's a gorgeous picture and i doubted him and he did a really good job anyway uh (laughs) it was a glass of water in the picture so i drank that i had a couple beers before that and don't let just fool you this is our third attempt at this so oh yeah this is many takes right so we kind of of fucked up the recording and then we it's so we're buzzed is what you're trying to say no i'm drunk i'm buzzed i'm drunk but so you know (laughs) given the uh spirits and spooks uh, premise, I felt it necessary to start drinking before we did this, so I did my due diligence, and then uh, three takes later, I don't know if I'm done. <laughs> A little bit. So anyway, um, long story short, uh, bourbon. Bourbon. And um, throughout this podcast, you're probably going to hear, along with Chris's beautiful storytelling, you're going to hear some ice clinking and some glasses hitting our coffee table. So just uh, go ahead and feel free to pour a drink and join us. And you're probably going to hear some curse words. So this may not be the yes. best idea to share this podcast with uh, your children or people that are easily offended by uh, the F word or any other word that may be, um, my husband's stretching as well. So I'm sorry. Um, as best I can. Yeah. So um, we're both very comfortable with cursing, so hopefully I don't curse too much on this, so it's not listenable, but either way, just a warning. Um, so like I said, we're going to share our personal ghost stories, ghost stories that have been handed down from our families, things we've experienced personally while we're sitting on our couch, the kids are in bed, our drinks are poured, and we're ready to relax and just share our stories with you. So Chris is going to tell us a story today. I believe it's something, it's a family story, right, Chris? Yes. Um, You know, I have a couple of ghost stories. So hopefully if this takes off, then we're fucked. But (laughs) I have a couple. And uh, yeah, this one is, uh, it kind of circulates around my, pretty much to do with my my great-grandfather. 
your great grandfather on your mom's or your dad's my side? My mother's side. Your mother's side. Yes. Okay. So now, we're talking about a New York story. Um, yeah, my great grandfather, uh, he died before I was born and met the man, unfortunately. Uh, he grew up in um, Little Italy in New York and uh, throughout his life, kind of was a staple in that neighborhood. And uh, he kind of made himself kind of something of importance almost. He, uh, he owned a, a bunch of businesses, uh, he ran the uh, bazaars. That were you know kind of synonymous with, with the neighborhood in the summer. Is this like on Mulberry Street? Yeah, uh, okay. my great grand, my grandmother. They they grew up on Hester Street, which is now actually okay. Chinatown. Um, so anyhow, one of the uh, more successful businesses he ran was an antique shop. So after his passing, uh, the family had all these antiques, and they kind of trickled throughout the fam, uh, different family members, and uh, like we had cedar chests from. Uh, Chinese dynasties and these chairs from Chinese dynasties, all this stuff. But one of the the focal point of the story uh, is a statue that my grandmother had, which was like this. Uh, it was the statue of this woman with these two dogs. It was an ivory statue. I don't know where it's from. I didn't really do any research for this, so I'm sorry. I could probably have done better. Uh, we gotta do a follow-up episode. Preparation, like I don't episodes. know, like, like pretty much the story is like, oh, it's this <laughs> fucking statue. Like I don't know where it came from, but it was it was very ornate and. Uh, it was I can attest that it exists. My mother, it's in my mother's house, which is yeah. which is the haunted statue. Yeah. Just kind of stays mm-hmm. My daughter, my older daughter, she does not like that. It's still there, and she knows the story. So anyway. So there's a statue, this woman with these dogs made of ivory. So now let's flash back. It's like the 90s, I guess, mid-90s. My grandfather and my grandmother, um, they they own the statue. Now, to give you a little backstory, there's other ghost stories about my great-grandfather. And my mother tells some stories which are uncorroborated, so I'm not going to recount them now. My grandmother has stories that are wild and ridiculous. She's a bit of a kook. She, does, yeah. she told me a story one time that her dead aunt appeared to her the night before her wedding, and her head was floating in a bubble. As a floating head. And she told her not to marry my grandfather. So you know, if I'm not gonna, you don't want to hear that bullshit. So I'm, this story, though, I will say, is pretty accurate because the account is from my grandfather, who has passed away about ten years ago. And uh, the man was a very matter-of-fact gentleman, salt of the earth. He didn't believe in ghosts. I don't even think he believed in God. So it, they, this guy telling me the story, it's no bullshit. So anyway, so they have this statue, right, with the, the fucking dogs, and, and it's, it's made of ivory. So I don't know. I must have been so – I was like 15, not even 12 years old when this happened. So my grandparents, they decide to – have the statue of praise because you know they have all these artifacts and um or antiques. Or I don't know. I'm I trying. This is, this is what one. <laughs> so the antiques statue. So they have the statue. They have all these antiques. So they're like, let's get this appraised. Just out of curiosity, see what it's worth. So the thing appraises for like fucking thirty thousand dollars. It's worth a lot of fucking money. So now, yeah, really? yeah it was worth a lot of money. It, thirty thousand. Thirty thousand dollars. I mean, I could be wrong, but. It was in that area. Like, no, no. I think it, I think it's pretty accurate. Pretty accurate. It, it was. Okay. It at least at the bare minimum fifteen thousand dollars. It was worth a lot of money. My brother Andrew, he'll tell you. He knows. He he appraised it too because he wants to sell it, even though it's cursed. So anyway, 
So they get this thing appraised. Now, the statue, again, it was old and it had changed hands. I, when it was in the antique shop, I'm sure they kept it pristine, but, you know, it got banged around and shit. So one of the hands from the lady with the two fucking dogs uh, had gotten, like, destroyed. So it had one hand. So my uncle, Peter, was an excellent sculptor and artist, and he made, like, a little hand to replace the hand that was uh, missing. You know, just uh, whatever. So he kind of, and then he didn't, you know, he just did it on, on the quick and he kind of just put it, he didn't uh, affix it in any capacity. Just kind of like, cosmetic yeah, he just jammed it in there. Right. It looked nice, you know, but it wasn't like glued in or, or he jammed it in. I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't, <laughs> but whatever. It wasn't, he assaulted the statue. Like, he, he, he raped the statue, <laughs> fisted it. But, you know, he didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't permanently affixed. Okay. Right, he it, it, it fit in nicely and it stood there and it, it, it made the statue look complete. So anyway, anyway, so my grandfather and grandmother, they get the statue appraised, and um, they find out that it's worth. What did I say? Thirty-five thousand. You said thirty. Now thirty-five. Forty. By the end of the story, it's one point eight million. <laughs> Whatever. It's expensive, right? Very expensive. So now they're having this conversation. In the living room of my, my grandparents' house. So they had like the old fashioned TV that had like, it was built into like the TV stand, you know? So on top of that was the statue adorned the top of it. It was on top of the TV. My grandfather like religiously sat in his recliner with it reclined and had the dog on his lap, Chloe. Rest in peace, dog. So he would sit there with the dog every day watching TV with this weird, creepy, with the statue on top of it. And now they find out about the appraisal price and my grandmother and my grandfather are sitting in the living room discussing how much it's worth and whether or not they should sell it. And now, my, again, my grandma didn't tell me a story because she would have told me some crazy bullshit about the thing floating up and eyes turning <laughs> red and shooting fucking <laughs> flames and daggers out of it. But my grandfather tells me, it was Christopher, the end of God. He says, as they're talking about it, like, should we sell it? Should we not sell it? As if someone took their finger and flicked that non-affixed hand, the hand that my Uncle Peter had sculpted and kind of jammed in, shot across the room at them from atop the thing. And they both froze for like a couple of minutes or maybe not that long. Wait, who froze? They both froze. Oh, I thought the hand froze. No, the hand, for hours they were froze. No, they fucking, they, they, and that was it. Like, the thing flew across the room and now... But he didn't fucking sell the thing after that. Yeah. And we still have the statue. Yeah, still right. Is the hand affixed? Has it been repaired? No, I don't know. I don't care to look at it because it scares me. It's man. funny because I can envision the statue. And you guys, it's actually really beautiful. It's like Chris described. It's it's out of stone. There's these two very like tall and regal looking dogs. And this woman with her hands outstretched. Her hands up to, I guess, facing up towards heaven. Um, but I couldn't tell you if the hand was on. It must be a fix, right? So we're cracking open a Coors Light now. Well, I didn't want to get up, so I finished the bourbon. So, now so yeah, we brought provisions over to the couch just to make it easier. I mean, these are but, tough times. No, it, you know, it was crazy shit that this happened. and um, <laughs> But prior to that, I mean, this, this all happened in the same house. Like, we've sold the house since this all occurred, but the house has been in the family for my mother grew up in the same house that my grandparents still lived in. And actually my grandfather, my great grandfather before his passing 
lived on upstairs from them and my great grandmother who actually died at like 100 years old so i knew her pretty well thankfully lived upstairs so like, this isn't the first account so like again like i said this has kind of been a uh, recurring thing without the, throughout the family years before that um i guess i'll tell another ghost story you might as well i'm, I'm on a roll baby hold yeah. on let me get a sip but, um, you wind me up. Who put a nickel in me? I saw it's only it's only been like twelve minutes, so I figured I'll give, I'll give you a little uh, tickle. But then uh, this might be the only podcast because I don't have any fucking stories. But anyway, so years before that, I think I probably before I was born. They they again that house has been in the family for for years. They they live there. My mother has wedding pictures from. Uh, on the porch, so I'm assuming she grew up there. Everyone grew up there. I'm not assuming. I know, but you know, this is—I'm know. sorry. This is in Brooklyn. Yeah, in Diker Heights. In Diker Heights, right? Just for our audience here. Yeah. Who so, if you're from Brooklyn and you, you you grew up here, you know what I'm talking about. Diker Heights is the southern part. If you moved here in the last ten years, you don't know what Diker Heights is. Yeah, you're living in Park Slope and right. loving life. Where is that? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, the the spooks part I don't know about the spirits part we're nailing. So anyway, <laughs> so fucking they they were doing their work on the house, right? They were doing something outside. They had a guy contracted doing something. This is like in the seventies or eighties. And um, now my mother tells a story that when she was younger, like a child, my great grandfather, right? Like a child. No. But to, to be specific, my mother is in her 60s. Like, I know. Younger could have been like when I was fucking 25, like when she was a child. Thank you. If I said when she was a baby. Clarifying for the old. So when she was a child. <laughs> like a child. No, like she was child. like a child. Like a child. Like, <laughs> listen, I'm trying I'm sorry. really hard not to curse. Chris is going to continue talking while I get some more wine. Do you want anything while I'm up? No, I have enough drinks. Right. There's, there's actually hand sanitizer. I must have licking that. Anyway, so that's just me and you. She's gone. So they were doing work on the house. They had a contractor there. Whatever the work was, who the fuck knows? Anyway, they have to pay the guy. You know, it's it, it wasn't like, you know, they cash, you know, it's Diker Heights, it's 1980-something, you know, you know the guy, it's Anthony up the block, you know, whatever. Yeah, you give him cash, God bless the fucking guy. So, they go to pay him, <laughs> and apparently, embarrassingly, they're short. They don't, the, the cash in the house, they, they owe the guy more. So, anyway, Jess fucked me up. I'm going to backtrack. I'm sorry. So, when my... When your mom was like a child. Like a child. <laughs> Her grandfather, you know, like most grandfathers would do, you know, they give the kids money. So she she would, my grandfather would give my mother and my aunt Donna money, you know. And my grandmother, my great-grandmother would get upset. She would, like, get mad at my great-grandfather. Don't, what are you doing? Give him so much money. You're spoiling him. So what he would do, like, and like a nice little thing where he would roll it up in a certain way so he could discreetly hand it to my mother and my aunt. Like so, Sharon Stone and Casino? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I've only seen casino. Like, if you want, you want to wax Goodfellas references, you got me. Casino, I haven't, I know, I haven't seen it in 10 fucking years, whatever. And you want to talk about Joe Pesci died in a hole. It's kind of weird. Anyway, derailing me a second. 
So they would hand she he would hand them money in a very like discreet like particular fashion whatever how he rolled it up whatever way it was and it was something that was nostalgic to them that they remembered throughout their life and it was like an identifiable moment they had with their grandfather my great grandfather so now we flash back to the story about the contractor Anthony as I give him the name but um they're short with money and you know my great grandmother she's again she's was a hundred when I when I, when she passed away. So she's still old as fuck in this story. <laughs> so, you know, she's kind of like, I don't know where the money is. I got no money. So my mother, you know, tries to help out. She starts going through shit to try like a, you know, a couple hundred short. That's maybe not even hundred. I don't know the fucking monetary value of what they owe. But it was a certain amount of money. So she's digging through things to try and find money in my grandma's house to pay this guy. And she finds in a drawer. Now she says it's the exact amount, which is probably bullshit. It's right. Hyperbolic bullshit. But she <laughs> finds money. I mean, t- my mother could have made the whole story up, which I don't think she did because that would be ridiculous. But to, to, <laughs> to, to make it like sound a little sexy. No one ever does that. No, but my mother, she's, she's full of shit, but not like full of, full of shit. So I believe the story. But I mean, I don't know if it's the exact amount of money, but she finds money tucked away in a drawer, folded up in the exact way that my great grandfather would fold it up to give to her and my aunt. So, you know, is it coincidence? Maybe it is a schmaltzy story. Maybe she just wanted to see what she wanted to see, but you could take it for what you will. But not to say my mother's full of shit, but I, that story, you might be like, I don't know about that. But my, my grandfather with the hand, Hundred percent believable. That's pretty cool. All right. It's a story, you know. It's not bullshit. I enjoy when weird things happen that you can't explain that are undeniably supernatural, like a hand shooting across the room. You you can't explain that away. No, and again, then you know, you look to the source. Like like I said, if it was anybody, my grandmother, right. your grandfather was like no nonsense. Like if I can't see it, it's not real kind of thing. Floating yeah. heads from my grandma. Floating you know, heads are a different story. She went to a psych a psychic one time. She had it recorded. <laughs> she goes, he, he. That's a good story. Tell it. Uh, I guess this is a one-off. Dance thing. monkey. <laughs> she goes, I went to a psychic. He was so, he was so on point. I go, really? I have it on recorded. So she has this fucking recording. Did you this. listen to it? Yeah. She played it for us. She hit play. I don't think she was so fucking... Like, excited and proud right, like she Aww. was like like this is it like she found like the holy grail <laughs> and she plays it and the guy's like i am seeing a young man who works with his hands like and she just belts out my my grandson john works with computers <laughs> and the guy's like it's your grandson john who works with computers <laughs> like how convenient this guy's full of fucking shit <laughs> anyway so my Total bullshit. My mother's story is uncorroborated. My grandfather's stories, I'm going to say, from my assessment, 100% accurate. Not 100%. That, that's the right. source is important. No, you bring but, a good I point. mean, if you trust me and you listen to this nonsense, then I would say this is a real ghost story. A real ghost story. And maybe the definition of real with relation to ghost stories or stories that have been handed down from our families is kind of nebulous, but um, I have stories that I'm going to share too. I love how Chris thinks he's going to be the star of this, but they're going to be times where I'm going to tell you guys a story. I'm definitely 
not as talented as Christopher is in relaying stories, nor am, as I, I'm not as likable either. I, can, I can only promise two things. That you'll be drunk. No. Yes. You'll be pantsless and drunk. No. <laughs> no. My stories will be super spooky and I'll be super drunk. Super spooky. <clears throat> oh, God. I'm sorry. I held it in for 20 I know. 20 I saw minutes you struggling. I saw you struggling. Yeah. Um, and I was going to warn everyone. Again, by everyone, I mean our one listener. Just, are we signing off now? Um, you think we should? I don't know. It's 20 minutes? I, I feel just, like 20 minutes is a good leave, amount of time. So. You, you could try, but there's no bars open, so where will you go? All right. So you can do that. All right, please. Um, we should probably thank people for oh, yeah, taking no, if you 20 minutes this, out of their day to listen to us. I mean, we're working out the kinks. We talked over ourselves a bit. I keep moving around because I'm drunk. Yeah. And uh, you might hear me fading in now. But if you held on to the end, well, God bless you fucking people. Because that was amazing. Because I think this was kind of crazy to you to listen to. But. I think Enjoyable. No, I mean, I'm not saying it's not. I think with time will be more polished and I, we'll understand it better. I think it's not not enjoyable. It's not. <laughs> and I think that there's no authenticity to it. And I'm probably just enjoying it more because I'm two glasses in of my Cabernet. But it's refreshing. It's refreshing. It's crisp. Real. It's, it's very real. And it's super fucking spooky. <laughs> it is very spooky. I don't know how anyone's going to sleep tonight. No, I mean, I swear to God, like, you know, hug your kids tight. That story was <laughs> fucking... Real AF, you guys. Scary ass shit. Like, boogeyman, <laughs> Baba Dirk, fucking scary shit. Um, so, thank you for listening. Um, no, seriously, if anyone actually hears this, I really appreciate it. Thank you for tolerating our nonsense. And I really do think we got a good idea here and a solid premise. And my lovely wife is the uh, curator of all of this and really kind of making the wheels move. Very meaningful. Right? I don't know. I kind of blacked out. <laughs> you say nice. The I'm nicest thing to not, black out. I'm trying not to say <laughs> shit that is like inaccurate or used. Like, what was the word I said in the... Uh, we, oh, uh, the first take you said antiquer. Right. Which is actually a negative term. He used it to apply to his grandfather, but an antiquer is actually someone that takes items and makes them into fake antiques. He's actually like a fraud. Yeah. So I was just worried. Live and with, learn. I was just worried about like a racist term. So <laughs> no, but we, we dodged that bullet this time. Yeah. Um, so thank you again for listening. We will polish this up and I promise, you know, down the road we'll be a little more uh precise. Yeah, I'm gonna come up with a cute little uh Sign off. Sign off. Sign okay. Off. Yeah. Stay super spooky, everybody. Yeah. But again, thank you for listening. Stay safe during this quarantine. Um, if you need to imbibe, go for it. We have some great suggestions. We enjoy old fashions in this house. We enjoy wine in this house. And as you heard, you we enjoy beer in this house. Drink early and often. Drink early and often. Stay safe. Wash your hands. And uh, stay tuned for our next installment. Thank you. Good night. Good night.